Do you know what does roll off the tongue, though? This intro. Hello, I'm Anthem Mackham. And today we are getting a little bit of build-up. We're going to chat about Sunland versus Coventry, or Coventry versus Sunland, because we're away from home. You can see in the top corner who is on the call. If they want to be on webcam, they can be on webcam. So first, the only one on webcam so far, Cabby. Welcome along. Hello. Hello. Uh, we also have Mr. Dov with the Pikachu icon. How to doodly. Absolutely. In the bottom left is Paul from RWA. Hello. <laughs> the voice crack there, mate. Love it. And in the bottom right is Yorkshire Mackham, aka Jacob. Good evening, my, Good evening, my beautiful Mackham brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Love to hear it. So, whilst we're live, we are in the 67th minute of the Hull versus Bristol City game as well. So, um, Mr. Dov has kindly said he'll keep an eye on that game plus the Chelsea Luton game. So if you hear any wild screams halfway through, it's because one of those four teams have scored <laughs> and it's probably a worldie. But um, yeah, uh, we've got a couple of things we can discuss. Should we do the positive stuff first? So obviously last weekend we beat Rotherham at the Stadium of Light, fixing our home record to a let's face it, a weak opposition in Rotherham, but getting three points and scoring goals without that dedicated striker still. So we're still creating chances, we're still getting goals, but we still need that little bit of extra oomph to cement this momentum and the strength in the middle of the park to get more goals. So <laughs> rather than just go through the action points of the game, what are your thoughts, boys? Leave to get a win, finally. I know it's only two games, and it? it was two games before Rotherham, but it's better off to get it earlier than later on. Mm -hmm. Start a boost, then boost confidence in our team. So, yeah, it was, and we should be beating Rotherham anyway. So on that on that point, mate, were you surprised when we went the goal behind? Mm, not really. <laughs> Why? We we had the, the most of the ball. Um, it was just one of those... I wouldn't say if it was fluky. That was a little bit more purposeful. It landed nicely to him in the box, and he slammed it past Pato. So the, 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 the shot and the goal itself was absolutely well taken, but to get it to that player... Here we go again. When that Rotherham scored, I thought, uh, <laughs> is this, is this going to be our third loss of the season? On the bounce. But... Where were the better team? It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, well, well. But then two minutes later, fighting, it shows the Sunderland team probably went, no, fuck this, this ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then just scored, didn't they? So, yeah. We, that we... didn't happen, unfortunately. It didn't happen with Preston and Ipswich, unfortunately, but... Yeah. You know. I'll, br I'll bring this up now before I forget. I think with Joe Bellingham getting both of his goals, it was purely about having the right person in the right place at the right time. If he was a couple of yards to the left or right, Bradley Stack heel back to him wouldn't have wouldn't have went in the back of the net. He would have had to compose himself and the shot would have been blocked. And same again for the the first goal, the the level of Dan Neal's cushion back into the middle of the box on that six yard line. Bellingham just had a nouse to be there. So there's something to be said about the quality of Joe Bellingham in that moment, but also if we have somebody that's dedicated in that position, i.e. Ross Stewart, who hovered around that penalty spot, 
last when he was fit. That's what we that's what we need. That's what we're missing. And I don't understand why we're not playing him here because that's essentially what he does. So <laughs> before we talk about signings, transfers, all of the gaps, Paul, what were your thoughts on the Rotherham game? To be honest, I was a bit disappointed with uh, the performance. I was uh, I was happy that we won, mm-hmm. but I actually was disappointed with the performance. Okay, so who was underperforming for you? For you? For you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, with the performance, I wasn't actually happy with. But you're saying you're not happy with the performance. There was obviously Joe Bellingham who was class, but who wasn't? Who wasn't putting in the good shift? In your opinion, then? I don't know, really. Um... What about the performance didn't you like? There must be something. I actually thought we would have kept a clean sheet. Defensively. Okay, got you. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Um, a little bit of fortune as well, but... Is that something we can iron out? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Uh, on it. Around me, actually, there was a lot of people actually sending for Danny Bath to come on. Oh, no. <laughs> There's obviously rumours at the time that Danny Bath was moving on to Blackburn Rovers. Right? Now he's staying. Now he's staying, yeah. Well, we've got another six days before the transfer window shuts, but for the moment, he's still a Sunderland player and he is still training with the squad, so maybe he does get a start tomorrow. We never know. Um, well, we never know. The day before he was rumoured to go to Blackburn, um, Danny mm-hmm. Bath did not train with the football club. So now he's are you taking that. Now he's training with the club again. That's a positive sign. He's going to be sticking around for at least another uh, couple of months before the January window comes up. Yeah, I, I would say mm-hmm. that. Okay, cool. And Cabby, and see you got a nice new Sunderland flag in there. So let me just make you massive so we can see that in full glory. <laughs> there we go. Um, what's your thoughts on the Rotherham game? Yeah, um, as, as Paul touched up before, it's frustrating that the fact like we keep letting bloody goals in. But to give Rotherham the credit, it, it was it was a quality goal, the build up especially. Um, it we're we're still missing that something going up going up front. We still don't look massively dangerous when we're on the attack. Um, you know, there's still there's still a couple of missing links there. Mm-hmm. But overall, they came from behind and the one, and they got the three points. And you got to beat what's in front of you. And the lads did a good job doing that. To be quite honest with you, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, second half especially, I thought like we dominated the game, and there was no real, there was no way back really for Rotherham. So I've got to say, well done to the lads. They've, they've come yep. back from behind and. They got the three points, and it could start. Who knows? Oh. Uh, a massive improvement of our form the way we started. <laughs> so you think it could it could be the catalyst for our season starting to pick up more points and and get it could yeah. It's just a shame we've got bloody Coventry tomorrow, isn't it? <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. Um, well, to be fair, Coventry haven't had a great start considering they were in a very similar boat to us towards the end of last season. Yeah, they've. Um, Absolutely smashed Middlesbrough, but they've drew and lost their other games, right? They're not they're not running away with they drew it. Drew with Swansea, shouldn't they? They drew with Swansea, didn't they? And they should have been really winning that. Mm-hmm. But 
They didn't, so that shows that if Swansea can get a point, then surely we can, you know? Yeah, it's it's just a... It's, you've got to play the team that's in front of you, and I think we've got a better momentum than Coventry have right now. Uh, granted, Coventry do have, I think, a little bit more... Um, quality in their current squad especially attacking wise we know a lot about their current <laughs> their current new striker but they've spent um combined seven million and nine million so that's sorry quick math 16 million on strikers and we've spent nothing we've spent wages on Hamir, and that's it that's all we've got up front so <laughs> we've got we've got to assess where we're going with our signings and come up with more uh, how do I put it? Like realistic expectations on what we can achieve with this squad. I think last year was a bit of a fluke in terms of like the quality that we had our squad at our squad versus where it would naturally finish in the championship. I think that Tony Mowbray effect, that momentum, that coaching will naturally make everybody in our team that be better season on season. But we're not. We're not matching the quality of players that are in the club overall versus the teams that are in that top six fight. The likes of um, Leicester, Leeds, um, Southampton that have come down, the uh, likes of Millwall that have been around and hovering around that playoff place for, for years. Um, who else is up there? Norwich should be up there, but I don't think they'll stay up there. <laughs> stay up there. And Coventry and who else is who else is like spending big in this league at the minute? Uh, Stoke, Stoke City is spending huge in this league as well. So, should we should we go on a quick um, quick expectations of the game ahead tomorrow? What 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 do you think is going to happen against Coventry versus Sunderland? Um, I'm going to switch it back so everybody gets their fair screen time. Um, Cabby, do you want to go first? Um, I I I just think we'll get. I don't know. I think we'll get total football in Leicester. Mm -hmm. I, I think um, Coventry and Leicester and Pippen for the top two. Um, okay. There's, there's just something about Coventry. They, they were unlucky not to get promoted last season, I thought. Um, and I just think there's just something about them. And I, at the moment, I just don't think we've got quite enough to, to be able to deal with their threat. And I think they'll get a couple of goals pretty early on as well. Yeah. So, what's what's the scoreline then? I Roughly. I put my prediction to and out, but um, I'm going to go for four 0 Coventry. Hope I'm wrong. Ooh. Of course, I hope I'm wrong. Meet me hard once <laughs> to win every single Jesus. game. Jesus, I'm going to I'm um, going to adjust it to four 0 now then, mate. <laughs> if you're right with that, Jesus. Okay, four 0 I hope, of course, I'm hope I'm wrong, but I mean, I'm just going like sitting on the fence sort of <laughs> thing here. Do you know what I mean? And. Uh, I, mean, I think you fell over it to to lean that far to the side for a four 0 defeat. No, I don't think it's that far fetched. I just think it's it's an absolute crumble for Sunderland if we lose by four nil. Um, Would it be a disaster if we did? You said four one, actually. You said four one. Did I say four? Well, I'll stay with four one. If I said four one, I'll stay, I'll stay with four one. Okay, there you go. I'll not change it. Uh, Jen's end. Welcome along. Nice to see some new names and faces pop into the chat as well. Um, Jacob, you've you've popped up there. So, what what are you saying for um, the game coming up tomorrow? What's the what's the scoreline going to be, and what's the being call out or things to look out for? I think uh, 
think tomorrow is going to be a one-all draw. I think it'll be a tight game. Mm-hmm. And I think there's Ellis Sim. I think it won't surprise me if Ellis Sim scores against us because that's all, always a problem with Sunderland, former players scoring against us. So mm-hmm. yep. I won't be too surprised if it's Ellis Sims who gets the goal. But there's, of course, there's other players to watch out for in the Coventry team. But, yep. You know, hopefully we can. Yeah, a point will be nice. So with that, unlu- with that unlucky Ellis bloody short at score against us. <laughs> Every Ellis. I think there's a player that's there's a player that's out for Coventry because of family stuff, and he's still going to be out for the Sunderland game. I can't remember his name, but saw an article about it, and mm-hmm. Mark Robbins was saying, "Oh, it's disappointing." So yeah, would you be happy with the one-one, Jacob? Yeah, because we're getting a point against quite a strong side who spent quite well. They've not, they've not, of <laughs> course, gone overboard like we would have done in the Premier League when we had Ellis Short, but they've done it nicely and brought in some fresh faces. And yeah, I think I'd, be, I'd take a point against Coventry. Uh, to be fair, mate, I would take a point as well. I think a point against a, a strong Coventry side is. Um... It would be quite nice. It, we haven't really played them all that much over recent past because of, obviously, the trajectory of the two clubs. Um, but I think the last time we actually beat them was in the championship yep. back in 2007. I know last time... I've heard last time we beat them away was 1985, and the last time we beat them at home was 2007. Yes, so... yeah. So that was in the cha- the championship equivalent uh, League One division. Uh, League Division One. Back then, that's what it was called. So it was the championship level then. Um, and, yeah, the last times we've beat them, uh, last time at St. Mike drew, the time before that we drew, the time before that uh, we lost 4-5 in League One. So we, we're not completely dominated by this team. The last time, like, Coventry slapped us silly was in the League Cup in 1990. So that was a 5-0 defeat, but... Otherwise, I think we we go to the tour against them. Do you remember when we got lost them five four at the Stadium of Light in yeah. the eighteen nineteen season? Yep, that, I'm just looking at the record there four uh, five at the Stadium of Light. That to me is us going toe to toe, and I think we will be um, in a very similar ilk with them this time around. So I'll, I'll say my prediction. I think Sunderland are just going to pip it two three away from home because I do see a lot of goals popping up left, right and centre, but I think defensively both these teams have gaps and issues that need sorting out. Um, and yeah, we, th- there's there's plenty of goals, I think, in this game coming up. Um, if it does become one of those KG 1-0 games, the 1-1 draws, again, I would still take it um, because not getting embarrassed by Coventry, I think, is our ultimate aim in this one and getting points would be a nice little bonus on top. Hello, Brad. Welcome along. You want your mute? Evening, Alf. You all right? Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm just. Uh, we've just been talking about Rotherham, and uh, we're now going through our predictions for Coventry. So I'll go to Paul next, and then come come to you after that because we've uh, spoken mm-hmm. to everyone. Dov's here to keep an eye on the other games, and then let us know if there's any good goals happening in there. Uh, so yeah, Paul. What are you thinking about the Cov Sunderland game, and what do we need to look out for? Sadly, I'm going to say two-one defeat. Okay. I think for us, 
Unfortunately, I think it's our defensive side. Okay. Like, Let's miss it that way. Mr. Four One there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. See, there's a lot of people humming around. Like defensively, Sunland have a lot to to be desired, shall we say. We've conceded in every single game we've played so far, but to the same degree, we've scored in every game that we've played so far, and we do have striker issues as well. So, um, as Acacia's mentioned a little bit in the chat, hi Acacia, we'll talk about the signings and stuff like that after we've uh, had um, Brad's thoughts on the Coventry game as well. So, what do you think the score landing be, and what do we need to look out for, uh, Brad? <laughs> Well, I think the score predictions tomorrow is going to be Coventry 2, Sunderland 2. I'm going to see a draw out of this one. I think it's going to be a two-each draw. Um, <laughs> and what we need to watch out for is Matty Gordon, because he is a massive, massive threat to their, obviously, goal line, obviously, to their strike force. Matty Gordon's a really, really good player. I don't know if you've seen him last season mm -hmm. or the season before. He scored against us in League 1, I think. If mm -hmm. you, I think yeah, 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 I remember him. I remember him. <laughs> I don't want to, but I can. Um, what What about Ellis Sims? Are we Are we all just because there's? I think Cabby mentioned X player curse with Ellis Sims and Ellis Short potentially scoring for them as well. But do you think Ellis Sims will have a good game, or do you think he'll just be muted out because we know what he's like? To be honest, I think he'll be muted out. To be honest, not gonna lie to you. Just I think he's getting his first, uh, his first goal for Coventry. He's already scored. He's already scored, mate. Yeah, he scored against um, was it Swansea last? No, not Swansea. It was um, was it Borough? He scored against Borough. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that wasn't their three 0 win against Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can give him his first goal, but like that was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah, no, but the Coventry fans have been getting on his back. Um, a lot, so I actually think he'll shut them up this weekend. There is a little bit of that, but with Ellis Sims, he is a classic. I'll, he'll score one in three or one in four, so every third or fourth game, he'll score a goal. He did that for us, um, and I don't see why he wouldn't do it for Coventry as well. So, hopefully, let's make it the one in four so that he can score in the game after us, right? Um, it's always nice to see other ex Sunland players still have a successful thriving career after they left us but not when they're playing against us right cool right i'm going to catch up on the chat so i'll pass it to cabby what do you think of ella sims in this coventry game yeah without a shadow of a doubt it's nailed on certain he's going to score against us um it's it's just going to happen it's i think every Sunderland fan on the planet and all four corners of the global agree with that one as well um, whether our defence is not up to it, well, so far we've been leaking in goals, but I can't see it any other player apart from um, Simsy Boy getting the goal against us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Keisha agrees um, to that degree as well. She thinks Ellis Sims and Matty Gordon will score against us. But we've all mentioned that Sunderland should score, even you, Cabby. Who's getting the goals for Sunderland? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with um Billingham again. Billingham, yeah. is he new? Signing him tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go for him. Yeah, Joe Joe Job, Job Billingham. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think his confidence has has gone up. So I think why not? 
It was interesting. Um, so Acacia mentions in the chat about injuries with Ross Stewart and Elliot Embleton. I don't know if you've saw, but today Sunland like posted a, a five minute video of just their training session. There's no real commentary over it. It's just like the players. Yeah, they often do that. Yeah, the the players are just training at the academy, and in that, there's they do like a, brin, a sprint burst stuff. You can still see. Oh. You can still see like some players are like that are on the injury list, but they were at the training ground. So it's good to see that they're on the recovery belt. But the one I want to call out that looked like they were near enough match fit. I don't know if they were hundred percent, but they looked like about ninety was Elliot Embleton. He looked like he was keeping pace with Pritchard and I think it was Danny Bath in that sprint like little bit of sprint. So it's literally like a three second clip in a five minute video, but it's good to see that some of those players are back at the academy. They're, they're back in the in the fold and they're being assessed by Mowbray to see if they're ready to come back in the fold. Uh, was it the whole City game he got injured, Embo? Yeah, yeah he broke his leg. sent off while he was getting stretched up as well. Yeah. That's right, yeah, he did, didn't he? And uh, I just want to say hi, Clary, as well, in the, in the chat as well. He will always score, they always do. So ex-players... Um, ex-players... actually travelling to Coventry. Tony Morbid confirmed. Yeah. But, he's, uh, actually, he's actually travelling. Yeah, but Morbid said uh, he'd be on the bench, but he won't feature. The fact that he's on the bench is huge, mate. Like, that is one of the players that uh, we've been crying out that we need that that gap filled out. So, Have we missed him? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Embo, would you say we've, we've really, really missed him? I think we missed him in the Ipswich game. I don't think it would have made a difference in our um, bloody hell. Who do we play second? Preston. Preston North End. I don't think it would have made a difference in the Preston North End game because that was just pure luck, and um, obviously not in the last Rotherham game because we won. So uh, it's a bit interesting. Oh, Brad's Brad's dropped. I hope he comes back in a sec. Um, Clary well, saying. Speaking of Mowbray, Tony Mowbray used to manage Coventry. Yeah, he, he met. Mentioned that. When was the last time Sunderland won at Coventry City? I'm not expecting an answer straight away, but if anybody. 1985, DJ. Malcolm Cabby, that's when we last won against Coventry away. I literally just just had the stats up. (laughs) If you look at my search history, it's um, score table, score table, Sunderland Cov stats, and then fat Newcastle fan tattoo. <laughs> it seems to be a uh, a funny thing, but um, yeah, that, like there's gaps that we we have, right? How how influential do you think those gaps are going to be tomorrow? And we've obviously got gaps at the back. Baff's potentially fit and playing with us again if he's um if he's not going to Blackburn. Seal looks like he's on the recovery as well. Triantis is looking like he's about to break through to the main squad. Um, he's still playing with the under 23s under 21s but um is traveling tomorrow as well so we'd look if that if that's true mate we're looking like we've got a lot of patchwork happening at the back which could potentially fix a lot of our defensive issues i don't think they've had enough time to cement themselves in a like a solid rigid back four i think all nine is probably going to start in the center back position even though we've got <laughs> by the sounds of it sealed bath ballard and um, 
Triantus yeah. maybe all pushing for that um, centre back position. So Can I just say about Lugo Nine, what's everybody going on about this song about saving saving a Labrador? What's all that about? Is that is that I've not seen that news? Is that actually what happened? Was it? Mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, that's came from what? the group as well. What? And he's going to extend his contract as well, Luke or nine. I know he's extended his contract, but uh, that's part of the news. He saved the drowning dog or something, has he? Yeah. He's just a he's just a gem. He's Luke or nine. He just seems like a proper nice guy. He's... No. Yeah, well, that's the first I'm hearing of it, so I'm going to have to do a little bit of Google job after this to to see what exactly happened. But that's that sounds class. Um, Good job he didn't see the class guy or not. Well, perfume snobs, welcome along. He he says, um, "Who's playing left wing tomorrow?" Because Patrick Roberts is injured now, right? He's, he's added on to the injury list. If those centre backs come into it, why not try? Right, I'm just just gonna. <laughs> um, if uh, Patrick Roberts is injured, why not try Luke Nine there? Because he'll play anywhere for us, right? <laughs> I think Pritchard will probably score in that role. I think. Yeah, Pritchard will. Who's going to play up front for us? Is it going to be Bellingham again? Probably be Joe, but it might be Samedo. Samedo, I'm going to say. Stamado played on Wednesday evening, though, for the under-23s against Notts County. Is it Notts County? Oh, yeah. Or will he throw Dak up front? Oh. I'm sorry, but put, putting Dak up front is just terrible. I know he's... he's... Uh, Chelsea's gone 2-0 up. Ster Raheem Sterling again. Sorry for interrupting. Mr. Dove, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not yeah, Dove, you're, you're supposed to be keeping an update. <laughs> you're ahead of me, apparently. <laughs> You it... oh. <laughs> uh, it's still 1-0 on my screen. It's still 1-0 on my screen. Stick there, Dave, watch your screen, watch your screen, Dave. Is it from the corner? From the corner. Oh, it was a lovely little cross. Yeah, it was nice. Good goal. Okay. That's a shame, because Luton have been all over them for the last 15-20 minutes. Right. That, that brings me on to a good question. If someone got promoted last season, do you think we would have basically shared the same fate as whatever Luton do this year? Because I don't think Luton are Premier League ready. We were. I don't think we are at the minute either, or we were at the at the summer, especially if we're still struggling to find strikers. At the moment, I don't think we're Championship ready at the minute. The way things are going on, it's. So I, no, I, dis I disagree with that, mate. I think we are. I think we're trying to consolidate our books and play and play smart. We're trying to do what Brentford did, but we're rushing at it. If that's what we could be, the next Brentford might Ten... probably be in the championship for a while, and then yeah, surprise people. Well, I don't, th I don't think we'll be in the championship for years and years and years. I think we've got a clear game plan to to get promoted. Yeah. But I think last season would have been too early. Um. Fant like roughly, how long do you think we'll be in the championship for? Do you think maybe I think four it, seasons? Or... I think three, four seasons would be a comfortable amount of time to have an expectation of constant improvement. Um, I don't think we are the Leicesters, the Leeds, the 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 um, Southamptons. We're not expected to be in the top two. We, Speakman said, "Was it Speakman or KLD who said we're aiming for top two? But then Speakman. that was Christian Speakman. 
Yeah, but then look yeah. at the signings that we've done so okay. far. Yeah, what an absolute knob cheese. <laughs> so yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be said about our our recruitment. Does anybody want to bring that up? <laughs> are we are we we're obviously not going to bring anybody from last game into uh, the Coventry game. There's nobody new. There's no transfers being confirmed by the club. But there's a lead, there's a Leeds player that's randomly that's uh, left Leeds last season, and someone's uh, thinking of buying him or put a bid in for him. It's um... it's not Gelhart, is it? No, it's <laughs> not. Oh, not. <laughs> I just think it's frustrating that the terrifying silence from the board. Adam Forshaw is the player. That's yeah, he's a free agent. City won. Bristol yeah. City won full time. Well, I sat and closed that tab now. <laughs> um, there we are. So, are we are we okay? Like, because I've put in the chat, I've put in the uh, poll for this stream about our. Um, transfers. So, if the if the transfer window was closed, how are you feeling? The vast majority of people are still a bit concerned. <laughs> There's a good chunk of people who are bricking it, but some people, I'd say about eighteen percent, are saying they're just okay with it, and uh, a very smaller minority is saying we are absolutely fine with what we've got. With our current squad, with our current issues, all of that. Are we picking up? Are we going to be improve on our squad from last season? Or are we going to struggle? That's that's my question. Well, the problem is, and obviously Ross Stewart's not far away from a return. Apparently, he's about I think he's about three four weeks away from his return because apparently mm -hmm. in the after break, um, he's going to do an open is it an open, closed behind doors closed friendly or something like that? Yeah, yeah. that's what. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, so he's going to be played behind closed doors friendly, and um, well, obviously everyone's on international break with him, um, so it'll be likes of Patrick Roberts and stuff and like that, and mm -hmm. um, the likes of obviously Rick Bennett, all them trying to like get the fitness back up to levels, get the fitness level okay. back up. So that's yeah. that's a lot of hope. But what if they're not ready at that point? That's still f that's the international break still four games away. So are we still are we still happy in saying we can we can wash these four games down the window come the end of the season it didn't matter I, I don't think that's um, appropriate no, I, I, we, we need we need we need as many points as possible wherever we can grab them so yes it would be fantastic if we have Ross Stewart back fit and well after that um, closed door friendly but it's not guaranteed he could pick up another injury in that Achilles injuries are a nightmare to recover from because. It's like getting a paper cut on your on your nub of your knuckle. You, like you're constantly moving it. It's always going to get aggravated. So it takes forever to to hit, fix and heal. The other players and hopefully signs a new contract. <laughs> I don't think he will, mate. To be honest, I think he'll be gone in the Jan January window. But again, that's yeah, good thing. That's all on statement. Good thing as well. I'm flat, um, obviously Sunderland off striker. Oh, Sunderland off signing a striker. It's that um, Russian, that Ukrainian striker. A uh, Russian. Um, Rushik, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a replacement for Roberts. Bless you. <laughs> he looks like a replacement for Roberts, which is which is ideal in the current situation. But isn't that exactly what um, Jules and Bennett should be as well? He's injured at the moment. He's injured as well. Yeah, but he's never been. He's never been first team start a week in week out for us as he? he hasn't fully broke into the squad he's been tested out in a couple of games 
<coughs> but he's, I, uh, I don't know if Mowbray well, there is on prefers him. Uh, Mowbray was looking at sending Ben out, uh, Bennett out on loan for the rest of the season. <laughs> Which I think, to be fair, I think that would be a bit of a shame considering how um, we're struggling up front for options. And he is... He's not a number he's 10, striker. he's not a dedicated striker, but he is a forward and he scores goals for his t- international team. So it's not like he doesn't know where the back of the net is. I just don't think so. 3 0 Chelsea. It. Sorry to interrupt. Carry on, Andy. <laughs> no worries. Mr. Dorf. It's still 2 0 on my screen. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's all good. Watch the screen, Dorf. Whilst we have um, Mr. Cabby uh, helping us with the score lines as well. Do you want to chip in on um, what you've seen and what you've said, uh, what you've picked up on so far from a Sunderland recruitment perspective? Because I know you've been around it, and no, it's not like it's not Liverpool. You're not hundred percent on it, but from an outsider's perspective, what are you seeing um, or hearing? Having uh, from watching games, I think your best signing so far is Mr. Bellingham, or mm-hmm. is Joe, but as I say, I think he likes to be referred to as. Yep. Um, Trying to knock off I, his brother's image, isn't he? Yeah, I can't blame him. Um, I think you do need to try and sign one or maybe two strikers. Um, I think that's where you're kind of struggling. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're also struggling defensively, but that's an entire different issue. Um, I think when you do get it in a box, you can't finish it, which is an issue because if you can't finish it, you can't score and then you can't win. Um, yeah, so I think getting strikers in during this window would benefit you massively. Um, hopefully, try and get you some more goals and yeah, more points under your belt. Yeah, um, I yeah, I agree with that. the The thing is, though, none of us have mentioned it, and we're all, we're all slightly guilty of it. We have actually signed two dedicated named strikers on paper in Hamir Semedo. And Mayender. Mayender's a dedicated centre forward. He is a striker, but he's instantly went on the injury list in his first training session. So Mayender's out nice. for up to two to three weeks. He'd be back. Mm-hmm. So he could be back before Ross Stewart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Brad, Brad's got the face that I think is perfect for this. It's just the same <laughs> conversation week in, week out. We all know what the gap is, right? Um, there's two. There's two strikers we technically have already done, and because they haven't like instantly had an impact when they've come in, Mia I think has a lot more potential than Meenda has because I think he, obviously he's he's fit and he's he's scoring goals at the under twenty three level, but he hasn't broken into Mowbray's like first choice. I need him to play every single game. I think if given if given the option, Ross Stewart would still be preferred over Hamia. I would like to see two strikers up front as well, but we're, we're kind of dictated to stick to one up front. Um, is Barkley playing for Luton? Yes, yeah. Barkley's playing for Luton, yeah. When did that happen? <laughs> when did they get him? <laughs> when did they get him? Chong's playing for... Like, what the hell has happened to Luton? They've got, they've got really big names. <laughs> Panzu or Ogbené, Anderson, Chong, Burke, <laughs> Barkley. Just send the referee give me, uh, give a yellow card out and be like, quiet and down off. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. Talk about referee. I don't like who we've got tomorrow. Oh, oh. Paul. Well, no, I don't know who it is. So go for it. Who have we got tomorrow? You won. Keith Stroud. Oh, that lovely man. Okay. Lovely man. Yeah. He's the one who sent Luke on nine off, didn't he? You know, against Swansea. Yeah. I mean, it was he. It was a red card. Come on, mate. Come the one that gave Morbury a yellow card. <laughs> against Ipswich. Stoke. Oh. <laughs> so hot takes there's uh on sb nation from roker report hot take keith stroud's incompetence cast a shadow over sunland's efforts <laughs> well, all, it might end tomorrow because the referee in the rotherham game didn't have a good record with sunland and that ended didn't it i suppose uh, is it is it going to be that important no not really don't matter okay. who the ref is. They're all they're all wankers, really. Some of the refs. They're all. <laughs> the, the, they all. They just want to make a name for themselves, do them. Be attention seeking. Like, just I just shut up. And... Just want to interrupt there and just say for the YouTube moderators that the fact like uh, that that, <laughs> that that word that Jacobs just said there actually means a lovely person in Macam language. So. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> And and so and and, uh, and every time we see the uh, truck with an F, right? Yeah. It just mean the big vehicle. <laughs> it's a big, a big, a very big vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit concerned, like the vast majority of people, with our recruitment. We have made those two signings for strikers, so I think Speakman has done a job. Would you would you collectively disagree or agree with that? We've made six signings, two of them are strikers, but yet we're still yelling out for more. He needs to do better, though, Speakman. It's, I totally agree with Yorkshire, Mac. I totally agree. He needs to do better. Obviously, he's brought six players in, mm -hmm. but obviously we need experience in that squad as well. We need experienced players. Like We need someone... Like as a holder midfielder who actually knows what they do. Like you know, Bradley like, Dak. Yeah. Well, yeah, Bradley Dak for certain, but obviously the defensive midfield as well. Apparently, we're signing someone from Leeds and Middlesbrough. Apparently, Leeds and Middlesbrough man, I can't remember his name. But we are in the championships clubs amongst everyone else. So I think Rotherham, uh, Bristol City, Stoke, and us are interested in a Leeds and Middlesbrough target player. I don't know who it is. I can't remember who it is. So I have a it, well, I think Akpom's gone, isn't he? So it's not him. Yeah, Akpom's gone. <laughs> it's not him. <laughs> hmm. Remember um, Astra? Yes, I do. Welcome along, McAllister. Um, Astra was a person who popped into pretty much every stream towards the end of last season. So if so that's the that and the, if you're that and the same, welcome back. A signing someone called Adam Forshaw, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Isn't he He's like the lead player? Yeah. Isn't he like um, early twenties? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of somebody completely different then. <laughs> yeah, he, he was part of the Leeds team that got promoted to the Prem in the 2019-2020 season. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, I think he'd be a good signing. He's a Premier but, League player then. Well, he was, but he left Leeds after they got relegated this last season. Uh, he'll be a good player. Not anymore. Not a prime player anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So back back on the um 
uh, I, I, I want to harp onto it because I, I just want to get a definitive answer really from, from somebody because we're not getting it from the club. Are we getting more strikers in or do you think the club is putting the faith on Hamia and Mayenda once fully fit and up and running doing the service? Do Can we afford them to build up to the level that we want? Cabby, Cabby, jump in there, mate. Can we afford time for Meander and um, Tamir? It depends what our goals are. I mean, if we're wanting top two, then no. If we're wanting to consolidate ourselves in this league or push for playoffs, then I would say at the moment, yeah, we do have time. I, I just think that's mm-hmm. Speakman and KLD's way of working is to just don't address the fans and they just do things behind closed doors and you wake up in the morning before you know it, you've got somebody holding a sun and scarf up. I just think that's the way they work. Um, we know we were that used to Stuart Donald and Salmon Pants at complete opposite, you know. Um, I just think that's the way they're running the show at the, at the minute. I mean, yes, it is nice to have a bit of communication, mm-hmm. but maybe he's doing the right thing by not shouting and not saying this and not saying that and maybe maybe she's just trying to get the best deal done over the line uh, yeah maybe maybe i'm just yeah maybe i'm just i'm just looking at the the signings from uh transfer market for sunland and we've actually brought in seven J- jensen sealed bellingham which is amazing um eliza mayenda Nectarius Triantis, bradley dak lewis hamia and nathan bishop which is a good competition for um, Patterson. So we've actually brought in seven players, and one's a cent, one, two are centre backs, two are attacking midfields, two are centre forwards, and one's a goalkeeper. Where we haven't brought anybody in is down either wing, left wing, right wing, um, or second strikers. So there is still work to be done. But on paper, literally on paper, we've got two centre forwards in the door, and we're still crying out for more. That lead, that lag time, I think is. Uh... So it'll be interesting what we do for the rest of the window because, um, yeah, I think Morby. Yeah, like last week, Morby actually wanted a lone player in. Mm-hmm. And of course, we all know that was James Stansfield because um, yeah. that was actually close to be completed last week. It was all done and dusted, but um, Morby said it was all on Fulham's end, the problem. But the reason why he moved to Birmingham is apparently because it's close to home for him. It's money, mate. That's why he chose. It's not close to home. Birmingham is not close to London. I don't know who thinks that in in the end of the world, but it's definitely a lot closer than Sunderland. If he wants to travel to to London for the evening, he can buy a train ticket for like 200 quid and get there in less than an hour. So, yeah, like it is closer, but you could do the same in Sunderland. You could buy a plane from Newcastle. And, and get to London in forty minutes. So like I, I get that as a as a reasonable excuse. You're closer to home, but not really. Kind of a it's kind of a soft excuse to say I'll pick pick this team because I wanted more money. Like it's an it's a good excuse, but just just be just be upfront about well, it. I think Birmingham attracts a lot of players, don't it? Like the West Midlands, like I think when mm-hmm. you say about Darren Bent, I remember you saying, Oh, a lot of the clothes he wears are quite Fancy, and you can get a lot of that in Birmingham, and that's mm-hmm. why I went to Villa. Set money, really, in a way. 
Well, it's just it's the second city. There's a lot more variety and connectivity with the second city. So I get I get that from some people's perspective, but yeah, um, you've also got to think in the transfer market this summer. Birmingham sold quite a lot of their current squad, and they've got a little bit of capital to spend on big players like that. Whereas we are doing the budget route. We're by, we're recruiting young. We've got this weird model in place that is a little bit frustrating it is like give people the time to develop into their their full natural professional ability some are doing a lot sooner than others but the idea is get them in here train them up and then hopefully by the time they're like the 100 percent reaching their potential they're in their prime we're either going to be promoted or they'll be sold onto a premier league team that's i think our current model and it's worked for brentford Will it work for us? It'll be interesting though with this money that we got for Lahaji. Um Speakman said that would that would be used on another transfer. Mm-hmm. So is that money nah. getting used for this Ukraine striker that uh post being agreed? Potentially mate. Like there's a pot of money. Think of it this way, right? If you're out and you're looking for a new car, cabby can relate, you got to buy a new car. You could either repair what you've currently got, give it a little bit of time, put a bit of patchwork on it, let it come back to full full working condition a couple of weeks down the line, which is what we're doing with our injury list. Or we can buy a brand new one that fixes it and we've got essentially two cars in the garage at that point going forward. You don't need to spend that money long-term if the other one's going to be okay, it's the uncertainty of that what that one coming fit and being as good as you need it to be. That's what we are in this limbo for, and that's what we need players like Samedo, players like Mayenda to just once they get fit to prove that they are the quality that Sunderland fans expect. If I'm being harsh, there, let me know. But it's frustrating. Because we 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 know what we want from a fan base, we know what we need to recruit, and we know how well Sunderland can perform in this league already. Like, put it this way: Who have we lost in the transfer window that you think, gee, how how we're gonna how we're gonna survive without them? We did. <laughs> it's everybody's gonna say, Amir, right? Ahmad. Yeah, dear. No, I mean, sorry. I'm a, yeah, I'm a Diallo. Sorry, nobody else is going. Nobody else is going to pop up in that conversation. We've lost a loan player. We'd, we'd, I think to the same. We're not going to really be that concerned about Gelhart. We're not going to be that concerned about Ellis Sims. All the players that we've lost in that window were losable, apart from that absolute gem of a player, and that's what we we're trying to replace. You can't replace a gem with a gem easily. Going to cost you, you think money. He could come back in January. I'm a Diallo. So of course he's injured, and no one's going to buy him. But you could, could, could get him back. You can, if he's a loan E player, you can get him back any time. Mm. We could get him back tomorrow if we wanted him on loan, but we'd have to pay his wages while he's recovering. Why would we do that <laughs> when Man United is so, currently sorting him out? Like beyond well, it's, that... it's interesting because Lahaji was brought in uh, as a replacement for Diallo. And now Lahaji's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can uh, we do? Isaac Lahaji, though, mate, he played like six games for us. Yeah, he did. He, he had potential. 
We've bought them for a, a certain amount. This other club around the world said, here's a load of money. Can we have them, please? And we went, yeah, sure. It's a time investment thing. If he wanted to move on and he didn't want to be, be with us and we earned a profit from it, off you go. I don't... Like, Lahadji's a... Um, a prime example of what we are what what this model is capable of producing if he's only played six games for us and he's increased his market value in those six games like we've done our job with him could we have gotten more if we hold up held on to him for another 12 months probably not because his his head's already in that other club for the bigger value so yeah if, if a, a club comes along and says we'll pay a lot more for him um if it's like a qpr or, or whatever um, or the Saudi league teams, then you've you've just got to let them go, right? You can't. I don't think any fan, unless you unless you are, I don't think any fans that upset like the Hadji left. Are any are any of you upset that he left, or what's your thoughts no. on that? No, because we can use that money that we for him to get mm -hmm. someone else in. So I'm not concerned. Don't bother me, really. Yeah. So, um, McAllis has popped in the chat two things. He says, "I don't think we need a new number nine. I think, to be to be honest, I quite agree with that. We've got plenty of options in the uh, central attacking midfield that are being hodgepodged in there. You've got Pritchard, you've got um, Dak, you've got Bellingham, you've got um, to a lesser degree Dan Neal, you've got Equar." You've got Elise here when he's back. You've got loads of central midfielder options that could fit that number nine role. Um, so I agree, we don't need a new number nine. What we need is another out-and-out -out striker that stays on the penalty spot. Um, and he also brings up that Semedo had a great preseason, and I think he will do a lot better once Stewart, um, once Stewart's position's certain. <laughs> That's it, I think. Um, in terms of formation. Are you happy with how we're currently setting ourselves up? It seems to be a 4-2-3-1 style. So four at the back, um, left wingers, left and right wingers assist the normal the normal wingers you've got, um, two holding CDMs, and then you've got three attacking players, one on the left, one on the right, Clark and Roberts normally, with well, last week it was Dak and Bellingham, but before it was Bellingham and uh, Pritchard and Richard and Samido. So there's loads of people who can fit in those top two positions, but you've got to remember that we can't. Can we deviate from that all that much with our current fitness? Don't all chip in at once. <laughs> I, I can't see more of a change in uh, formation, to be honest. Do you think uh, that's. that's... Think Sorry? No, he's gonna stick with it, and I think that was his that was his main starting eleven on it last season. Four two three one, mm -hmm. dominantly. So, so do... he's he's gonna keep sticking with it, isn't he? So is that the new Sunderland style for the 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 foreseeable with him in charge? Then yeah, I mean, that's what I think as well. Gabby, pretty much agree what Paul just said. Yeah. <laughs> Acacia said, all right, Paul, forgot to say hi. Um, <laughs> all right, Acacia. This, I like our formation because it brings that level of consistency. It's just, do we have the players that fit in those gaps very well? When 
now that clock's injured, we don't have a direct replacement for him. We have somebody, we have a couple of players who could do that job. Don't get me wrong, but we don't have a direct replacement for him. Um, I think Jason Bennett could be a good replacement for him, but that's not his natural position. He'd much rather be on the other wing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a weird, weird system for the players that we've got. Like, not apart from like Baff Ballard, Steele, and Triantis, and obviously the goalkeepers. Nobody's really playing their natural position. Even the likes of um, Pritchard and Dak are not playing the, that that supporting Camrell. They're playing like a false nine. So it's square pegs, circle holes, or, or whatever you call it. Circle holes, square pegs. I don't, I, I don't know. <sighs> are you happy so far, though? Should we should, should we should we start to to wrap it it's up and just, just go? It's just silly, silly little mistakes we've been doing as well, which has cost us games. Um, are you overall concerned that we are in a pit that we can't get out of, or do you think it's just a case of keep cracking on and we'll 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 find success throughout the season? Just got to be a bit patient, I think. Um, it's early days in the season and uh, transfer window is not finished yet, and we all know a lot of things happen on the last day, so. Mm-hmm. I think there's time. Okay. I mean, I agree with that actually because uh, Phil Smith from the Echo reckons that uh, it could be a, a busy um, deadline day for Sunderland. Yeah. Is it going to be throwing money at the wall though? Typical, yeah, yeah, Jacob. Typical. Is it throwing money at the wall though? Just like what? Could be a bit like Stuart Donald on the final day. Oh yeah. Hopefully, a bit better than uh, Will Greg. Will Greg's <laughs> absolute pasty. Um, oh, God. The, the the problem we have though, mate, is like Sunderland fans traditionally don't have that patience. We we expect the people to come in to instantly have an impact. Of the signings so far, I think Bellingham's having the best one. Then. Then Dak, then Hamia, and then Bishop, which is quite strange. But the other two, Sealed and Sealed Triantis and Help me out here. Meander. Jesus Christ, that's how impactful he's been. They they've not they've not really come in and fit in straight away, which is what we, we kinda want from a quality season. We want to kick the ball off going strong. <sighs> Welcome along, SAFC. Uploads and Alfredo. Uh, are we still linked with um, Jurison Rakskaji? You know, uh, he, he's the guy from. I've that is. Palace. I've not heard him linked with us, but Sunderland are assessing yeah, the Premier League loan market before the end of the transfer window and have been credited with interest in the Crystal Palace winger. So I think. Maybe um, if it is a, I, th- th- this is literally the first time I've seen Alfredo. So if it is a loan move, uh, then probably it's not because um, he's going to be replacing Clark and Roberts, who I think we have already got replacements for in the background. Love the street, mate. Thanks for the sloop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think r- rumors wise, we this time next week. Let me just double check with the diary. Yeah, this time next week, when we've done it, 
our transfer window will be done and dusted. Will we be still saying, we've brought in the right players, are we happy with it? And we've picked up three fantastic points against Coventry. What a terrible team they were. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I just heard about it last week. That, no, that's all right. Um, I think there's, there's a lot of time between now and the window closes. If we are going to be absolutely desperate and signing two free players on the last day, I'd say that's more of a, a negative sign than a positive. Yeah, we're bringing in people to uh, fill in gaps, but it shows that we're not showing the confidence in the players that we already have. And I think a lot of our players are good enough to be at this level. Maybe not like automatic promotion level, but definitely competing for the playoffs again. Agreed. Players in like on the last day. Yeah, they, they might not even be for first team. You know, they could be like for the academy. Just giving them game time in a Sunderland shirt. Yeah. Like a couple of trialists or something. I wouldn't mind trialists. I wouldn't mind youth, youth players coming through the ranks. That's, like I said, the Brentford model, probably is the old Brighton model, that kind of thing. Maybe even Southampton. Southampton, when they were getting promoted early in the early 2010s, that was their model to, to go up. I think we had a trialist um, in the academy from Chelsea, actually. Yeah, I don't think that's materialised or there's no news about it. So I think I think we've got to do a couple of things between now and the next Mackham football show, right? We've got to, one, enjoy the game tomorrow against Coventry, come rain or shine, see if we win, lose or draw. I think as long as we don't embarrass ourselves tomorrow, that will be a positive result. So a 1-0 loss is t not a good result, but obviously it's a half-decent performance. Anything beyond that brilliant work <laughs> i guess commentary are seen as a better team than us right now and um, we'll leapfrog them eventually but not right not not today um and uh, the transfer window needs to be closed and all of those players that are injured need to come back and be fit for that window to be a little bit more certain with how we're going to play for the rest of the season so correct me if i'm wrong there lads I'll take so. yeah, I think Morbury said the only player that will be back straight after the uh, international break is Roberts. Is the when's the international break? It's the twenty something, That's isn't the it? The Southampton game, I think. Uh, which game is that? Sorry, which week is that? Uh, we've got Southampton next. In international, I'm just uh, international fixtures. Is England uh, the the twelfth Tuesday the twelfth being called up for international duty the twelfth uh the ninth to the twelfth no the sixth to the thirteenth of September so it is the start it's literally a week or two away um that's all right I guess Juventus is being called up um, Australia or Greece yeah fair enough morning. Mike, what are you doing up this time? Jeebus. <laughs> we are slowly about to wrap it up. We've got um, the live stream tomorrow for the football game coming up. Um, I'm kind of excited for the game itself. It, there's a lot to be said about um, how well we're going to perform. We've got to trust in Mowbray, bringing in the right players to, to develop. It is a game we can lose, so we can experiment with our squad. Agree or disagree, boys? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. 
perfect. Um, I can't see I can't see us putting in an embarrassing performance. I think we'll do okay defensively. We need to fix that up. Um, but between now this Mac and football show and the next Mac and football show, I think we've just got to trust in our now squad. So I'll wrap it up there. Does anybody want to make any callouts for their content whilst we're on? Uh, Cabby, you're first on my screen. So do you want to go first? What you're doing on your channel? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of shorts, short videos of all the classic goals from the past and stuff, and uh, hopefully a, a nice, funny, optimistic uh, alternative commentary video after the Coventry game. Perfect. Where, where we smash them. It's 7-0. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Brad for RWA. Hey, while Brad is on mute. Uh, I do believe Brad is doing the watch along tomorrow some, for somebody from the channel. Uh, if not, we've got a a guest actually on from uh, <laughs> Sky Blues TV on Monday at 7 o'clock. Oh, so he'll get to either... Um, Review the game. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll either get to bully you or you can bully him. No problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and Yorkshire, what are you up to, mate? Uh, I'll be on the stream tomorrow with you and Cabby. Hopefully, after the final whistle, I'll be. It'll be three points, but Buzzing. <laughs> I'll take a draw. I'll take a point against Coventry because of the way they've been playing lately. Really, they're, they're a strong physical team, so you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to the live stream tomorrow. This Mike's just said something that really freaks me out a little bit he just says it's 7 a.m there right but he'll see us tonight i guess he's obviously on saturday so that's having have a midday nap mike have a midday nap odds on is sims scoring five goals um i can literally <laughs> no it's not gonna happen i think sims will probably have five shots um but not five goals have a good night um got some new video oh thank you very much i'll, I'll check them out um, yeah, so I'll catch you on the watch along tomorrow, boys and girls, and um, anybody in between. <laughs> catch you in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Well, lads. FPM. Well, lads. Well, lads. Well, lads. Well, lads.